Hmm. What do you guys think will happen to all the family doctors, etc., that pushed them? My guess is that most of them won't face any liability because they were given false information and told by the CDC, the FDA, the government, etc., that things were perfectly safe. But that's going to be my guess. Waiting for that class action. Fancy like, thank you for your patience and all that you do for the community. You are so very much appreciated. I appreciate that, Fancy. I appreciate you guys, without which we wouldn't be here. Hello, Trash Panda, Raz Gold, Zoni. Uh, let's see. Zoni said, can I say I love this family? Y'all making me cry here. More birthday wishes online than in my normal world. This is your normal world. We're part of the family, part of the crew. All right, John Doe, uh, we did not know. Yeah, oh, I see where you're going with that one, John Doe. That's what they're going to claim. Now, many of them, I am guessing, were informed either by us when they tried to push it on us or had done some of their own research. That's the question. Once they knew, what did they do? Did they keep doing it? Once the questions were raised, did they do their due diligence or not? Uh, let's see. Can you talk more about the meetings in D.C.? Uh, basically, in a nutshell, if what I understand is correct, uh, they were wanting a couple more months, but they were not allowed it because it needs to go ahead and move quickly before the markets erupt. Um, they feel confident that they have made enough provisions in raking in the Iranian corruption or the corruption of the Iraqi officials sending it and allowing it to go into Iran. Uh, that's my understanding of the meetings in short. That's the uh, the cliff notes. Desert lady, I stopped being an RN because I would not receive or give. Well, it looks like you can go back to work if you want soon. Zoni, happy, happy birthday. Now, look, you're going to give him more birthdays, Zoni. Let's <laughs> love that one. Mark, is there a RV contract rate for Dong or just street rate? Asking. Uh, as I understand, it is going to be just a street rate, but that the redemption area allows for less of a spread. So you're not paying that huge uh, margin that if you just walk in off the street to the bank that you're going to lose that they charge you for foreign currency exchanges. Uh, so you're still going to want to. Um, of course, those fees won't exist if you're using the Wise app because it'll just be instant. That's my understanding of how that would work. Vegas Waymaker, D-Rock, Pickles, always a pleasure. Debbie, all right, in those first few precious minutes, let's talk about your internet. Red alert, big tech and government have been caught time and time again tracking what you do and where you visit on the internet. Although you may tell yourself, I don't care. Don't do anything wrong. Don't worry, they will find something to use against you. When someone wants to find dirt, believe, best believe they will. That's why tens of thousands of Americans connect to the Internet with Virtual Shield VPN to help prevent praying eyes from seeing their personal browsing activities. It includes a strict no-log policy, fast, reliable, and secure network, and the best free trial I've ever seen. Not to mention the fact that Virtual Shield is U.S.-based, uses military-grade encryption, and has exceptional speeds. Even right now, I have Virtual Shield running in the background 24-7 on my computer. Give your personal data the protection it needs with a free 60-day trial and 67% off for life 
Virtual Shield subscription during their limited time. Simply go by clicking or going to virtualshield.com forward slash Mark Z. You can click the link in the description box down below. If you are a mobile user, don't forget to hit the more button so you can see it. Ross, is there a guest? So, Ross, um, I've guessed at that in the past. Now I'm certain somebody will sound off in here uh, for you today. Is that Mr. Legary? Ron Legary? Thank you, sir. Trish, thank you. Uh, Patty, I like that thought. The responsible period was their job to do due diligence. That's part of being a doctor. You're required or should be required to do due diligence before you suggest something. Uh, Angela, no. Um, it's my understanding that in the Middle East, they wanted more, but that doesn't, that's what I'm hearing out of the meetings. To me, that doesn't make much sense. Sudani has been on the streets again, talking about the need to raise that rate. Um, I am wondering if some of the news being reported out of D.C. is just being taken totally out of context because it didn't make sense to me uh, that the uh, Iraqis would be the ones wanting a little more time. The outcome is income. Happy 72nd to my hubby, Dale. Last year he gave me Tong. This year he says I can sleep with Mark. <laughs> Dale, happy birthday. I hope she gets all the sleep she needs. Dale, uh, before I forget, we also have Jesse. Uh, birthday today and John's. <laughs> Diana, thank you, thank you, thank you, Diana T. Where we go, one. No, I will never live down the sleep with Mark. When I saw that and read that the first time I was reading it, I just, it was all I could do. Too real for you. Can you explain what double dipping? Our chats are arguing about if Denar goes alone or if the RV is on hold. Can we catch some Denar in the bank to survive while we wait for the RV? Uh, yes, if the RV goes alone, my the whole double dipping thing goes right out the door, in my opinion. And that's how it's been explained to me that you can quit worrying about the whole dipping double dipping argument that the cat's out of the bag at that point. It wouldn't be considered double double dipping because they are two separate events. Now, if I understand it correctly, if the NAR goes alone, there could still be a change in rate again when the reset occurs, meaning it may gain an additional considerable sum, which would be cool in case you decided to leave some in a multi-currency account or bought some more. But uh, I have been told too real for you that the whole double dipping thing goes completely out the door and you can quit worrying about it. And we can quit worrying about it. Hey, hey. Hello, Susan L. Hello, Miss Linda. Hello, Bernard. Let's see. Yeah, no, I don't know about that Punxsutawney Phil. Can we can we come up with a different one like uh, Al Sudani uh, Armadillo if he sees his and have him dip out of a little burrow beside the road? <laughs> I'm afraid of some of these. Louisiana ladies birthday as well. Happy birthday. Uh, I know I can get this one out. Andy Checkman hopes to join us around 1045, but could be running a little late. He is on right now. Let me make certain I get this one right with Carrie Lutz. Just in case you'd rather see him than me. I totally understand. 
totally understand it. Ah, there go the ads. Fantastic. Then we can get those out of the way. Oh, while those are running, let's do that save power thing. Over 20 million American households are behind on their utility bills. A new report reveals. Shockingly, that's one out of every six homes these families owe over $16 billion total with an average amount of $788 owed per household. Experts predict that we'll see a sea of shutoffs soon as electricity costs continue to rise. It's vital to fight back against these greedy utility companies. You can easily do that. It's amazing new devices. Devices patented technology provides your home with a smooth, stable electrical current that leads to an increase in efficiency, reduction in dirty electricity, less waste of power, can help lower energy bills. Small Gadget Works can save you money whether you're in an apartment, a home, or office. That's why it's no surprise tens of thousands of savvy households trust this device to become more energy efficient. Don't wait. Get it now for 50% off by going to SavePowerBills.com. That is SavePowerBills.com. Or simply clicking more at the bottom of the video description box and click the link in the description. Best part is you have 60 days to change your mind if you aren't fully satisfied. Order now. Thank me later. Let's see, in 1954, while developing the polio jab, it was called Project Lollipop. They were ongoing issues for several years and finally decided on a formula to inject school kids in 1957. It's always the kids. Penny, I didn't know that. That is interesting. Jamie doesn't think it worked. I'm getting real mixed reviews. I'm getting some that love it, some that don't. Getting very mixed reviews, so buyer beware on that one. Uh, Sundancer, you know, now that is a, you've not missed the news, Zebra. We were waiting for the Twitch folks to get through their advertisements. Sundancer, the doctors will end up suing the drug companies, but the doctors will still be responsible for harm caused. Now that makes sense. In other words, the doctors get sued, the doctors sue the pharmaceuticals. Now I wonder if the doctors will preemptively sue um, the drug manufacturers in order to hold them responsible uh, and, you know, in advance, just uh, in that settlement, the drug companies would agree to pay any of those settlements if the doctors are sued. That would be an interesting approach. What do you guys think about that one? We'll wait for the legal minds to sound off. All right. Carolyn says they are over. Uh, not a huge amount of news today, but let's get to it for those that need to run back to it. Uh, let's see, Rob J. Thank you very much, Carla Francine. What's the Wise app? We will talk. It's a uh, online banking app that allows you to buy currencies from around the world. It's an online bank in a nutshell, and you can hold them in those currencies. They don't bring it to you in cash. It is held digitally. Um, well-respected company, known internationally. Uh, we will see uh, TransferWise was the first one. They specialized. They're kind of like a lower cost version of Western Union, et cetera, but also a bank, not just a transferring service. Very interesting stuff of uh, what WISE does. Patriot Girl, what about the pharmacist that was giving it? I don't know if the pharmacists have a responsibility or not, unless specifically asked. I'm not certain what that one will look like, Patriot Girl. Obviously, we're going to need to get an attorney on here. What if we can get Lee Dundas to join us and have that conversation? That would be very interesting. Let's see. My doctor and her family had it, and she refused to get it since they had natural immunity. Ah, so they had the bug and then refused. My doctor refused. He quit practicing until the hospital where he was practicing, 
got uh, right in the head and uh, stopped the insanity. He said, look, I've had it. Natural immunity works. I'm a doctor. I'm a scientist. I went to school for this. Not doing it. Let's see. Hi, Mark. I am the music man. Today's my 80th. Ha ha. That would not make it. Eh. They thought I wouldn't make it past 20. Fooled them. Don, uh, I understand that. They told me I would not make it past 40. And here I am. And uh, women all over the world want to sleep with Mark.com. So, uh, good for you for spitting in their eyes, Don. Shows us what they know, right? Let's get to the news, what there is out there now that I've done that part. News time, showing the hat. Let me get things prepared. Um, once again, from yet another source, and I'm hearing the exact same, but I thought it'd be more fun to bring in Dr. Kia Pruitt on this one. Well, not her. Uh, in person, but video she shared last night, I mean this morning, excuse me, this morning. Uh, breaking dinar news, our dinar is strong. Commit to our dinar. Do not buy the dollar. Al Sudini has said that in their local news again, reiterated it again uh, today. And remember, guys, they are ahead of us quite some time. So that is already a conversation. They are urging people to use the dinar instead of the dollar because the dinar is stronger and can bring you more value. So they're urging their people to get rid of their dollars and grab their dinar. Uh, also, more conversation about increasing the rate and restoring the rate. She goes into it at uh, some length from a contact on the ground there. Might agree with her. So I was absolutely tickled to see this one land in my inbox this morning. Um, kudos to Dr. Kipru. And again, whenever I share another content creator's stuff, I want to make certain they get credit. Go uh, like, follow, click, subscribe if you want to keep up with what she is sharing on the matter as well. Um, I'm continuing to get that on the banking side. We already talked about that a little bit earlier as to uh, what I was uh, hearing out of the D.C. meetings. I did want to point out, though, that it did not make sense to me that they were trying to tell us that it was Iraq asking for a little more time uh, and the U.S. pushing them to go. I would assume, based on what I hear out of Iraq, that it is the opposite. But that is the report for many people on the ground in or involved with or around the meetings going on in D.C. Uh, in New York on the bond side, nothing's moved. Mr. C still not paid this morning. Um, timing. All I got is my gut right now. And uh, we'll wait and see what it says after we get through more of the news today into this evening. Now I'm going to try to keep up with you. Ooh, the Dow's down. The Dow's supposed to be up. Richard. Uh, you know, nobody's asked me that question in a while. I can tell you that right now, um, one of the signatories for many of the Chinese families is uh, located in California. Uh, and he is a very short trip, has a compound there, a very short trip to do whatever needs to be done here for that release. Uh, but is sitting there at the ready. Um, yeah. So Chinese checkers, not <laughs> Charles Groundhog Day. Uh, we've got just the thing for that Groundhog Charles. And uh, we're going to wait. Let me kill this thing so it quits going. Try to catch up with you. Ripple, how do I get a hold of you? I will drop Ripple's email in here for anybody that is interested. Um, in just a moment, guys, let me read this one first. My brother, a physician, has pharmacists argue with him about 
and off-label use. He just calmly states them, I'll be sure their family know you're refusing to fill my prescription. As since I signed the death certificates, it'll be all on you. He says they always fill it with no further discussion about it. I love that one. Love that one. All right, let me uh, search for this one. And drop it over here. All right, dropped in chat for those that want it. I'll even highlight it for a minute if you guys want it. Uh, Wapti's, what's the meaning of CMKX? If I've not shared that one in a while, I guess I haven't shared that one in a while. Give me just a minute, I'll share that one, and then we'll keep going on other news that I think is very indicative of where we are at. Um, can I give you guys something else to look at? Ah, uh, something cool to read. And this one really is cool. This is coming to us from uh, Canada. Matter of fact, from one of my uh, favorite groundhog hunting individuals. It's helping us uh, put a uh, bazooka down that groundhog's hole so that we can be done with it. Here, read about Bow Valley Credit Union. Ah, really cool stuff. A credit union uh, in Canada that went ahead and went gold backed on their own really cool stuff all right you guys read on that one for just a minute and i am going to pull together some of that cmkx oh wait a minute you guys read on that one and i will pull together some cmkx information over here for you guys to give you an idea of what it is so you can do your own research if you are interested That's going to be the best one to share. I'm working in the background, guys. Now I'm going to drag it over here and get into the current... And I put myself down in the corner. CMKM Diamonds, the stock ticker was CMKX. A uh, naked short that was helped per, was helped along or perpetuated by many folks in our government and in our banking system, a very legitimate company with very real holdings. What they didn't know that was uh, politicians were working with then Bank of America, as I understand it. And you can get into it. They uh, talk about it here and the suit, uh, the lawyer involved in that was Al Hodges, um, a number of others on that legal team, but Al Hodges also uh, pulling together a lot of the information and a lot of the due diligence uh, for Al was Peter Mayhew of Global Intelligence. Uh, enormous minds uh, pulled together this one, found the government most successful lawsuit against the U.S. government ever. They beat the SEC itself the agency that's supposed to protect against corruption was actually protecting the corrupt and in on it uh so it's a massive lawsuit and there is a settlement it was successfully won and that money was set into trust for the shareholders at which point it became a political football there's a lot more history to this i am only giving it a brief overview because we only have so much time 
uh, but you can watch this YouTube on it to start your journey if you are interested. So when we talk about it, we're talking about those settlements that the government owe the shareholders or the legitimate shareholders. Uh, and I will copy and paste that link for you guys and drop it into chat for anybody that wants to do a little more of a deep dive on CMKM, AKA CMKX. Again, they are the same thing. One is the stock, stock ticker for CMKM. Stock ticker is CMKX. That's why you will often see it referred to as CMKX. Now I'm catching up to you. Auti on, good to see you. Hey, Baker, all I want is to pay my bills, eat, and take care of others. I'm just looking forward to taking care of all kinds of others. Um, yeah, I'm with you, totally with you. As long as I can pay my bills, eat, uh, have a safe, comfortable place to stay, totally fine with that one. Hmm. Bearded said, I truly don't believe it's Iraq, the one asking for more time. It's our own mm -hmm, government that keeps putting off the wealth transaction for their own personal reasons, basically saying to hell with the citizens of the Republic. Bearded Patriot, I agree with you here. Before I keep running further, who agrees on that one? Lynn, you missed the news. You'll have to watch it and rewind. Or, Lynn, if you ever want to watch it, um, and re you can start joining in YouTube. YouTube, you can actually take the... Uh, Ah, here's a good example I'll show you. Uh, you can take the little uh, cursor here, see me doing this. You just click on it, move it back and forth in the video. Even when I'm live, let's say I'm uh, a minute 36 in, you can grab me, rewind me, look for the hat. That is one thing that is absolutely and utterly superior that um, uh, YouTube has going on that Twitch does not. I'm kind of curious what everybody's saying. Eight intercessor eight. Yes, the, they move quickly. Come on, Mark Diamond. I just didn't see it. Nothing, nothing, nothing from Sheila on CMKX. Uh, earlier this week, we were talking about many things in this uh, process, but zero about CMKX. As far as she's concerned and I'm concerned, CMKX is waiting for the entire reset. Uh, and unfortunately, in agreement is that if Iraq were to somehow go solo, CMKX would not be going yet. See if I can get uh, in trouble again with anybody. Walter, thank you, Walter. I totally agree. Our government's discussing. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm blaming ours. Uh, Mike. Uh, I do. I think we will be well past the finish line by the time it gets to your birthday. All right, let's keep running on some news. This one was shared, and I love this one, and I am going to take a minute to read it because I think it is so important that you guys understand the historic context here. In 1729, Voltaire wrote, the paper money eventually returns to its intrinsic value, zero. Francois-Marie Arrette, better remembered by his pen name Voltaire, was born on November 21st, 1694 in Paris, France, and died on May 30th, 1778. He was one of a prestigious collection of exceptional European writers of the time. Voltaire continues to be held worldwide repute as a courageous crusader against tyranny, bigotry, and cruelty. 
He was a major figure in the Enlightenment, a writer, historian, a philosopher renowned for his advocacy of freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and the separation of church and state. He's going into, and they do a brief history of what happens every time when they go to fiat or paper money. So uh, now we have move into here to Bow Valley Credit Union, Bow Valley Credit Union. Considering Bow Valley Credit Union, they have uh, recognized the problem of fiat and money devaluation and have backed theirs with gold. I'm interested. Uh, that just landed in my uh, inbox this morning. I've got more research to do on it. Hopefully you guys can as well. Dr. Kia Pruitt saying $3.90. My thoughts, D. Rogers, absolutely possible. Could be considerably higher than that. All right, bonds, big tech, Bitcoin, bullion, blast off as dovish Powell. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this one here because I don't want to get in trouble with some of the uh, thumpers we have in the audience. Not today. I'm just not feeling like catching the flack. Uh, we will run with wussied out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Powell, as we have been looking for that pivot, he did pivot light. Uh, they only raised rates 25, uh, well, 25, a, a quarter of a percent, a 0.25. There you go. I got that one out uh, and signaled that it could be another short one in March before they go back to no more hikes. Um, which is going to allow things to run quickly. Um, I'm guessing they do not study history or that Powell simply finally caved to the political pressure coming from the current administration. Uh, lends me to wonder if Trump's actually in charge of the Federal Reserve or not. It really does. Makes me question that. Or if he's just letting them have their medicine, they're pressuring. And he's like, yeah, go ahead, let them bury themselves because we know what's going to happen. Uh, it happens every time in our past. Uh, we'll see inflation go. We'll see that spike when they first start going up, a little bit of a dip, and then it shoots again. Uh, but in that dip this time, they think all history has changed and they are somehow immune to uh, the fundamental effects of economy and money printing. So uh, they are only going up a quarter point. It's an interesting read for those that are interested in it, and it's also exactly what Mr. Schechtman told us they would do. Uh, yet again, he is right, and we'll dive into uh, more of this and let him dive into it. Won't try to steal his thunder. Uh, this one, a neat one, Patrick Humphrey did this one. Soaring food prices prompt Eurasian nations to ban food exports. Uh, this is all based on uh, uh, reports coming from one of the largest Fertilizer manufacturers, they're worrying that things aren't rosy, that they've already passing on a 300% increase, and it is going to get even higher. Uh, natural gas is used to create much of the fertilizer for the crops. Uh, those prices, of course, are way up, and in different regions of the world, it simply is not available. It's unobtainium. Uh, and dives into it, uh, pointing out that we are about to see another run and rise in our food uh, costs. Uh, somebody in the comments commenting that India has already out of uh, many of their staples uh, and have been for months uh, that they use for their pawn, their breads, etc. Uh, so watch this one play out. They are busy trying to uh, tell you it's better than it is. Don't believe them. Stay prepared.
Uh, this one, I get a huge kick out. Hunter Biden finally admits the infamous laptop is his as he pleads for a criminal probe. He wants a criminal probe of everybody surrounding Trump or on the right that went after him specifically. He believes it was slander and they were going after him. And I do get a kick out of this one because, look, uh, in order to do that, obviously, he knows that they have proved that it was absolutely his. But in order for him to... Uh, to ask for that criminal probe as to whether they did it on purpose to wound him or maybe his father's political family, that they should be uh, uh, investigated. They want to shut them down. They want to get even with them for what? For telling the truth. He is literally now asking for a criminal probe because somebody had the audacity to tell the truth. So if you think telling the truth is the right thing, well, morally and ethically it is, it is absolutely not the right thing legally, I guess, based on uh, can you uh, really do that? You tell the truth and then you get sued for telling the truth. Yeah, that's uh, the uh, bizarre world in which we live or the um, the woke sick world or the woke sad world in which we live. Now, Kcrest, early trading, the Dow was supposed to go up. Now that the Fed's gone all dovish, they weren't expecting it to go down. Futures were up this morning in overnight trading, especially for Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, uh, whose earnings were not as dismal as expected. I guess all those job cuts helped a little. So that one surprises me. Let's see. Chef Aunt Gail, I'm stacked up on flour. Always have 250 pounds on hand. And sure, oh, Chef Aunt Gail, you are smart. I know where I'm going for my loaf of bread. <laughs> Allie, I have plenty of fertilizer produced by my horse daily. I am I am willing to share, I guess, is what that should have been. Allie Cat, where are you at in case anybody wants to come shovel it for you, right? <laughs> as much as I've been uh, researching and diving into political stuff, I feel like I am immensely qualified to comment on the quality of manure as I've been shoveling D.C.'s manure and uh, reading everything going on in D.C. and the economy from these uh, politicians, I feel eminently qualified to discuss fertilizer. Uh, former U.K. defense minister says NATO may need to send ground forces to the Ukraine. The domino theory once used to great effect in order to manipulate the American public into supporting the Vietnam War. But will the same narrative work to get the West to support War, war Three with Russia. For those that don't know right now, um, you, you know, I'm trying, buddy. I am. I'm trying, but I'm this close to drop kicking you. Um, just last warning. Uh, you can absolutely doubt me and you can start your own channel and everybody can go watch you. Um, you can join the channel and you can tell me how I'm wrong, but you have to go on camera and you have to tell us where your sources are superior. Uh, otherwise, try to be a little kinder because I get probably 20 emails a day complaining about you and I'm tired of them. Um, that's it. <laughs> See, number of people. I, I cannot tell you how many emails you I get asking me to ban you. Please, for the love of God, we want to be here for you. We know you're upset. We're upset.
All right, let's keep running. Former UK Defense Minister, also Boris Johnson, now doing the tour of DC and the UN. Uh, I guess he's now a spokesperson for Boeing and other defense contractors because he is trying to convince one-on-one -on -one meetings, dinners, you name it with politicians here in the US and around the world, including a little time with Lindsey Graham, trying to convince them that it is time to put ground forces uh, to uh, go uh, full in to help the Ukraine fight Russia. Uh, just uh, a heads up on that one. How do you guys feel about World War III? Are you ready to send your sons, your daughters, your nieces, your nephews, uh, your aunts, your uncle, uncles, your brothers, your sisters off to World War III uh, for corruption in one of the most corrupted European countries in the world? You know, my heart does bleed for the Ukrainian people but where does it break? You know, what, what's that limit? What's okay? Uh, and if you aren't uh, happy with it, it's time to speak out. It's time for you to start mentioning it. It's time for you to uh, do a hashtag, something like no World War III, get out of Ukraine. I do not support the military action. I 100% support humanitarian efforts in the Ukraine. I do. Um, but continuing to fund the military and the only people getting wealthy is the military contractors or the, uh, the war machine, the military industrial complex, I'm not okay with. And it is definitely time for them to know that. Uh, w, Dan, uh, yeah, uh, I just want my girl out of Kiev. I can only imagine. Uh, it's too expensive. Two options here. There's only two options, World War III or the Ukraine loses. There's no other option. So we have to ask ourselves if we're willing for World War III because Russia, I mean, the fight's too big. Uh, that's the inevitability. Are we willing to fight until many more Ukrainians and Russians die? Is that what we're willing to do? We're just going to keep sending money until they're all dead? Because that's what we're doing. That is absolutely what we're doing. We are financing the death of these people. Um, not certain what you're asking, Christy. Where was the XPR email? Did I miss it? I don't know what you're referencing, Christy. All right, keep running on that one. Ah, Tucker did a good one on it too. There is nothing more sinister than this. And this is him giving a similar commentary about Boris Johnson's visit. Even, of course, Boris Johnson took the time to ridicule Tucker Carlson specifically, which means he's going after the voices. Uh, yet again, one of those classics, uh, try to paint them as crazy. Uh, great, 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 great piece by Tucker here. Definitely worth the watch. Home of Ukrainian oil tycoon raided in an anti-corruption purge. This is a Ukrainian uh, that had, uh, they're saying that he is corrupt because he had investments in some Russian oil companies, not going to work for the company, just an investor, just somebody that owned a lot of stock. And, uh, they went, raided his home, taking the stock. Now this seems to be a go-to right now for the Ukraine. Uh, they're going after any and any dollars. Now, what are they doing with those shares? There's a question they're going after him because they're mad at him for owning it. But I do find this one interesting because they're suddenly clamping down on corruption that they had no problem with before. Seems disingenuous to me. 
prestigious liberal watchdog condemns New York Times Russiagate coverage. We're talking about the Columbia Journalism Review. When I tell you liberal, that would be like an understatement. Um, Columbia liberal watch. We're talking about the Columbia Journalism Review. Uh, these people are far more left than WAPO, and they are trouncing on the New York Times like I have for being nothing more than yellow journalism, being nothing more than paid and owned by the state. Uh, government tells them what to say. Big Pharma tells them what to say, and they say it. So the absolute lack of any journalistic integrity is being called out by liberals against the New York Times. I'm loving this right now because I've been screaming for how long? How long have you guys here heard me railing against the Times that used to be a real publication? Um, even if I didn't agree with them in the past, they at least did journalism. Now they are just sycophants. Love this piece. That is more a personal one in there for me, for my own uh, joy and pleasure. Biden administration considers declaring a public health emergency on abortion. They want to do it to get around states' rights. They will lose this battle in the Supreme Court. They could win temporarily. They could absolutely lose this temporarily, um, meaning that they could declare that a, that a national emergency, public health emergency. They could start providing again in states and uh, bypassing uh, the uh governors of those states and those states legislatures they'll lose when it goes to supreme court it'll get uh reeled back but you know how does it work what does it look like to me this is just another indicator of just how little respect for the constitution that this current administration has our laws are very specific we are a republic we're a republic of states think of each state as its own country and then think of the country as a governing body over their states. They can't tell the states what to do. Any power not expressly given in the Constitution to the federal government belongs to the states. Unless they're going to have a constitutional amendment or call a constitutional uh, committee convention, then uh, this one is a clear violation of all those rights and states' rights and a violation of our constitutional rights. CDC aware of reports of debilitating illness after the lollipops, according to their two officials. There's some really great ones in here that I am not going to cover on this one because it's just going to put us in trouble. And you guys already know most of it. Um, there is one or two pieces worth mentioning as we rip through it, though. Findings suggest how little we know about the immune system. It appears that immune exhaustion emerges after the third dose. A uh, number of doctors, CDC, UK government, Oxford University confirm that it doesn't work and has potentially lethal and fatal consequences buried in there. They're giving you the disclosure so that they can blame you. Massive peer-reviewed mask study shows little to no difference in preventing flu infection and the other one there. Um, trying to skirt a little bit. Uh, an enormous, enormous peer-reviewed, yet again, showing us what we know. So when they start, if they try to bring them back out, be prepared. I'll share it. This one, no prescription required, certified, authentic. It's shipped out of states where it is 100% legal and over-the-counter. Uh, they're selling it. Someone shared this one. Here is it if you just want to have it on hand or order it. If you are starting to feel it, I will share that one. I have not used this company uh, but I was glad that you guys shared it with me. So I'm just going to include it in today's links.
There you go. Now we can just talk about what you guys want to talk about until it is time. Trish D, thank you. What did Mountain Goat have to say this time? Mountain Goat conversation with my contact in the CBI continued. See Mountain Goat post 2 1 2023. Do they fully intend to carry out this currency reform to the end? Answer yes, as they are already releasing more of the 100, 250, and 1,000 smaller category notes, and these will stay in circulation afterwards. It will be an easier transition to the lower and lower denominations once they have the situation under control. Uh, you know, Mountain Goat is killing it right now, bowler addicts, um, and that's a great point. Now, let's bounce right back to this one, and let's do a little math, guys. Uh, with the current rates, um, I am breaking out the calculator, so just uh, bear with me, guys, as I do this one. Official rate, what is about 1640 now, Iraqi dinar to one US dollar. So we can take a hundred, divide it by 1640, and that tells you that each one of those 100 dinar notes right now is worth 0.06 cents, less than half a penny. It costs way more to print that one that they have released and they're uh, continuing to keep in circulation uh, than it is worth. I mean, like exponentially more expensive for them to print and put into circulation. Now ask yourself, why? Why would they have it in there if they're losing money on it? The U.S. is already threatening to get rid of the penny, and the penny's worth considerably more than that 100 note and is also far cheaper to produce than that 100 dinar note. So ask yourself, why would they be doing that? As a matter of fact, the 250 note that they are keeping in circulation is only worth about a penny and a half. The 1,000, let's see, what does that make that one worth? 10 time point, a nickel. So that 1,000 note that they are keeping in circulation is worth a nickel. Does it make any sense to you unless they are planning on a serious change in their valuation for them to have those? Just for you logical thinking people out there. Um, Cruz, I don't know if you can buy Dinar with the Wise Bank. I highly doubt it because it's not internationally traded yet, unlike the Dong, which is. Let's see, Ukraine has already lost the war and Putin is cleaning out. Um, ah, Robert. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that, firm believer that that war is already a foregone conclusion. And you're competing. Russia learning through 6,000, I mean, 60,000 shells, bullets, uh, artillery, ammunition a day. Ukraine, at their best efforts, can put out about 6,000. They continue to lose, 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 lose um, territory over and over and over. But yet again, our press is still trying to convince us that they are winning. Uh, which tells me our press and our government is no better than the Chinese government that's telling you how great everything is there, that nobody's dying, that even though you're going to all the funerals of your loved ones, that nobody's dying, that the crematoriums that you live beside aren't operating 24 hours a day, even though you can see the hearses, the ambulance, and the bodies being dropped off, you can see the people picking up the remains. That's kind of our government right now. Just kind of like the coverage when they're trying to tell you that the buildings aren't burning and you can see them burning behind you. They trying to tell you that inflation doesn't exist. It's all in your head. Uh, meanwhile, you're trying to afford groceries. Uh, the same one's telling you that the unemployment rate is stellar. 
best it's ever been in the history of ever. But much of your family is now unemployed because they have been laid off. It's the same idea. And our government's doing the same thing on the war effort. Uh, I My church group contacts have not been paid yet. So uh, somebody I saw post about Wolverine. I hope that his has. Tier three, it's very possible he could have already been paid some of them. Just none of the groups I'm involved with or close to. Bearded, you can't be sued for telling the truth, but you can't be sued for the actions of that truth. Now, isn't that crazy thinking about that one? Uh, Karen, I'm told 30 days. I'm told 30 days you'll have. Um, you'll be able to make the appointment 30 days out. So as long as it doesn't go in the next four days, you're good. Cat Condo, heard the Chinese yuan will go really high. What are your thoughts? I disagree that the Chinese yuan is going to go really high. Um, I think it's going to be appreciable three, four times what it is now possibly, but nothing compared to what we are expecting out of some of the other currencies. I've not heard of any church groups that have been paid yet. Village Baker, I am told that agro checks do not require a humanitarian project. Uh, Bobby Lay, military equipment sent to the Ukraine is sold on the black market. Putin's buying what was left in Afghanistan. Uh, this is true. Um, uh, American arms, American bullets, American ammunition, uh, American equipment is being used in the Ukraine by Russia because uh, he bought it cheap. Uh, he got, you know, heck of a deal on it. Uh, no, that's the truth. Uh, in northern Africa, Bobby, in the Middle East, they're already starting to see uh, arms that were spent sent specifically to the Ukraine showing up in territorial and warlords hands. Uh, that's that's a fact. You know, the corruption is so thick in that area. It's what it is. Megan, I'm told historical bonds will be taken. If you've not already aggregated them, I'm told you will take them to your redemption appointment and you have to let them know when you set your appointment because it could change where you go for it. It's my husband Bud's birthday. Ooh, I just noticed the time. It means we could get Andy at any moment. So uh, let's play it safe and sing happy birthday. There's Bud, Don Stuball, Louisiana Lady, Jesse, John, Dale. Uh, I should say Jesse, the beloved wife of. Um, make certain I give proper credit there, right? I want my I want my own tank too. I'll be able to I'll be able to like, you know, get one on the black market soon. I'll be able to buy one of those leopard tanks, one of our Abrams. I mean, they're gonna be for sale soon. Cheap market. Let's see. Please wish my BFF Angela a happy birthday. She's been rock through this crazy time. She'll watch on replay. Happy birthday, Angela, as well. All right, birthday people, I may not mention all of you, so sound off here. <clears throat> so they tell me it's your birthday. Well, happy birthday, darling. May you live, may you love. Make all your dreams come true. 
Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Definitely happy birthday. Little ones, let's see. Zoni, that's right. It's your party today. You're in charge. Um, we're going to play pin the tail on the donkey. Anything fun? Archbishop Patrick, quick question. Can you explain more about the church groups? Are the church? No, it's not that they are owed money by the government. Archbishop, early in this one, a number of uh, churches and congregations um grouped their currencies together so that they had a single paymaster and they are treated differently it's my understanding that they are treated as a sovereign because of it many of these church groups actually partnered with some of the indian nations as well to be treated in the sovereign realm not all church groups some church groups are uh, squarely in squarely in for a that's what we're referring to when we're talking about the church groups they aggregated their currency i'm talking years ago sent it in they have uh they created their own office network of who's responsible for payouts uh tracking who's got what who donated what they went ahead and did and collected all the due diligence paperwork for dhs etc Robert, you make a great point. Remember what happened to the USSR uh, weapons after their fall? Yeah, guys, you could buy all kinds of cool stuff. Military jets, tanks. I mean, you could buy all kinds of cool Russian equipment after the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, the OB, do I think, I think the window is squarely there. At this point, I very much think I wouldn't be surprised to get the notice two minutes from now. I wouldn't be surprised to get a week from now. I wish I could tell you better than that. It just, I don't get to control it. I know the chatter is exceptional, but if my bankers were right, we would already be uh, hanging out on a beach somewhere, sipping uh, umbrella drinks. Yeah, Denard, dude, maybe that's why our U.S. military ships going so cheap. What's already, I mean, think about this one. <laughs> Tammy Mosby always wanted to tank. Tammy, that's it. We're going to have tank wars. We'll have like, we'll get these tanks and we'll re-equip them with paintball cannons. Um, we can have a lot of fun driving around in a huge field post RV in these tanks. You know, why not? Sounds fun to me. Nora, happy birthday. We've only lost, what, $4 trillion that they don't account for? Nobody's asking them. Five years in a row, our military has failed its... Um... Now, think about this, guys, because even during the Trump administration, our military in the Pentagon was failing its yearly audit. No penalty for failing it. No sanctions, no reduction in money, no slaps on the wrist. They can't pass a basic accounting audit. Uh, to show where stuff went. They've lost at this point $4 trillion. They've lost $2 trillion twice. Oh, I see why Andy's calling me. Calling me because I forgot to send the link. Boom, I'm going to fix that right now. All right, Andy would have already been here, and it is my fault, guys. Let me fix that here. I'll let you read about that gold-backed bank again for just a minute. 
Now you give me back and we'll look for him to pop in. I've seen all kinds of pictures of the rainbow notes, but I haven't seen one in person savvy. Now, what I have seen are some pictures of them with them sitting on a table, uh, meaning not just the cut sheets or the artist's rendering, actually on a wooden table, individual notes uh, laid out there of the new currency. Um, have you guys seen some of those pictures? Uh, I am told they're circulating all over Telegram right now. See, Heather, you get a paintball tanks would be so much fun. That would give new artistic possibilities for billboards and murals. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Aha! Now I'm just keeping an eye out for Andy. Cue ball. Nearest thing we have are tanks and tractors and excavators. <laughs> that upset fellow that uh, took his uh, bulldozer and armored it and ripped through town. He's that guy's my soul in. Paid a hell of a price, but I don't blame him. Mm. Bearded, it is legal. It is legal to own your own tank in the United States. Do a tank pro. That's it. We're doing a tank project. Whoa! No, 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 no. Work in progress. The RV resort needs to have a tank area with little tanks. That's it, Diana. We'll have tank races. I like the idea. Smaller tanks. Do you guys remember the tank that was used in the siege of um, Branch Davidian? Uh, it was a smaller tank. I actually saw it in person. A guy in Ashburn, North Carolina, um, uh, purchased it. Old fellow. He's passed now. A friend of mine's uh, grandfather. His name was Jeff Schwartz. Um, with a T, no, without a T, Schwartz without a T, and uh, <clears throat> had that tank in his possession. He ended up selling it, but he actually owned uh, the tank that they used to breach the wall at Branch Davidian. Uh, small old tank. I don't even know, you know, where they had the thing, but uh, that was interesting. So yeah, that's a great idea, Diana. All right, let's bring in Andy. What's going on, Mark? Good to see you, brother. You as well. A lot of interesting things out there. Um, we found a Bow Valley Credit Union that is going, they they go back themselves, uh, reorganized the problem of fiat and money devaluation going gold back. We're watching gold starting to bounce. And then just like you told us what happened, let me see if I can find the story. Well, you got uh, a lot of stories up there. Yeah, I know a bunch of them. Pal wimps goes soft on us. We get that quarter point. Uh, the market is already pricing in only one more quarter point rise before the pivot. So right. it's like pivot light. Yeah, well, it is very much pivot like. I mean, it, it they have done a woeful job at tackling inflation. So, you know, someone who's getting tough on inflation would would do what? Paul Volcker did raise the federal funds rate above the rate of inflation. Not only are they not doing that, they're changing the metrics by which we gauge inflation. They've changed it from a two-year rolling um, uh, rate to to a year over year. And yes, they have. We've seen some of the the numbers come down this year, but uh, it, it again just allows them to continue to bend the way that they measure inflation. And I, I often talk about John William Shadow stats. You go back to 
uh, John's website, shadowstats.com. He's a great guy, and all he does is measure inflation the way it used to be measured prior to 1980, whenever since then, on two or three occasions, 1980, 1990, and then here again today, they have changed the way that they gauge inflation, the way that they measure inflation, and it supports an inflationary agenda. So the bottom line is this, even if we believe the nearly 7% inflation that they tell us is in the system right now, John Williams will tell you it's 15%. But even if we believe the 7%, then why are they stopping at 5%? What they tell us, they'll stop at 5%. They'll get up to 5 and then they'll stop. Um, why? I mean, that you're still negative real return there. I guess they think that somehow, some way, they'll get fl- inflation back under that 5% rate of return on the on the federal funds rate so that you can buy a bond and actually be positive because right now with 7% inflation and three and a half percent on the 10 year treasury, you're negative three and a half percent compounding over 10 years. There's no incentive to buy us treasuries in that environment. And, you know, they, this has been an ongoing thing. When I started in this industry, they used to publish something called M3, which was the broadest measure of the money supply. They got rid of that citing. It was archaic and, um, you know, look, the bottom line is simply this, is that I think um, the the government will do what all governments do, and that is to choose inflation over austerity. The market believes, the bond market believes they're going to pivot, and they will within the next one or two meetings, for sure by May, they will pivot and they will start to actually go back to quantitative easing. Whether or not that happens is I guess, remains to be seen. I would argue that whatever the Fed does, it's a sideshow. Uh, if the Fed really wanted to get tough on inflation, not only would they raise the federal funds rate above the CPI number, but they'd also increase the, the amount of money held within the reserve accounts at the bank, which is right now zero. So when you deposit money into the bank, not only are you an unsecured creditor, they're taking that deposit. And if even if they're not making loans with it, think of the $2 trillion in the reverse repo market, which is the, 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 the uh, Fed market that basically says if the banks have more money than they have anything to do with it, they can give it to the Fed overnight. They receive treasuries and then the, they agree to sell them back to the treasury the next morning or to the Fed the next morning at a profit. In other words, it's the banks don't want to lend the money out into the system. They'd rather give it to the Fed with safety, earning a half of what they could get by giving it to you and I for a car payment, a home equity loan, a a mortgage, a credit card. In the case of a credit card, they're earning six times less than they would, leaving it at the Fed and issuing a credit card. That speaks to the fragility of the system. Um, But look, the the bottom line is is that you have a situation where um, they're not doing anything to really get tough on inflation. They should raise the reserve requirements by the banks because the very least the banks, even if they're not lending it out, the banks are going and buying three-month treasuries earning 4% because even though rates have gone up, um, the the deposit rates haven't. You're earning still less than 1% in the savings account. So why would anyone leave money in a systemic risk bank account when they could buy four-month or three-month treasuries earning 4% nearly, three and a half or four And when you realize what the FDIC Systemic Advisory Committee said, I think we talked about this last week. I hope we did. Actually, we may not have because I was out of town. So um, maybe we did. But for those of you who didn't hear, there's a group, the FDIC Systemic Resolution Committee, they had a meeting in November. I would 
uh, I would uh, um, encourage the FDIC Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee November meeting where the members came out and said things like, you have to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than perhaps the members of this committee do. Uh, they went on to say things that, although institutions don't want to see a huge run on their deposits, they likely will soon, which will bring about the need to impose bail-ins. But And people need to understand that they will be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. So they were saying, even though this is going to happen, don't tell the people because it will create panic and unintended consequences. So we're being lied to by the banks, even if it be by omission. And this is getting scary. And look, you know, you got $125 billion in FDIC insurance backing $9 trillion in deposits. Let that sink in for a moment. So, yeah, the, they're not getting tough on inflation. The banks don't want to lend money out into the system. What they're doing is a sideshow. They're lying about the way we gauge inflation. This is, this is a very complex, difficult time. And uh, as the Chinese curse says, Mark, may you live in interesting times. These are certainly interesting. One other thing talking about the banking system, uh, and I think this is further proof that the banking system is in big trouble. You can talk about the 3,000 people that were laid off at Goldman Sachs, or you can get to a much more scary statement, and that is the Swiss Credit Bank, which is the second largest bank in the world, was just bailed out by the Fed to a tune of $10 billion. Now, I ask myself, why the hell didn't the Swiss National Bank bail out their own bank? Why is the Fed bailing out the Swiss National Bank, who just laid off 9,000 employees to the tune of $10 billion? Because it is incestuously and systemically connected to everything else. They're all tied together like a bunch of squids at a, in an orgy. And their legs are all tied together. That's kind of what it's like. And if one goes, bang, they all go. And think about that for a moment. Why the hell would the Fed bail out the second largest bank in the world located in Switzerland and not the Swiss National Bank? Because we're that close to what the FDIC Systemic Resolution Committee said. We're that close to bang. And that's why we own precious metals. No, exactly. Now think about that. The federal, the U, supposed to be a U.S. bank, which is we all know better, uh, a London bank, bailed out the second largest European bank because they know it's systemic. They know one the second largest large, bank in the world domiciled in Switzerland. Right there, you go. Once that domino happens, or once that cascading event happens, that avalanche starts. Right, it's done. It's over. Uh, at this point, they they are. I mean, they're that octopus trying to put their uh, little tentacle in each little crack in the uh, dike, and they're just right. they just don't have enough of them. So when and that's that the thing. That's the thing, Mark, about talking this way. You know, your listeners are so well informed because the things that you talk about, the things that I talk about, the things that your guests talk about, are not pervasive in the mainstream media. Don't you think that that's something the American public has the right to know? that, hey, our Federal Reserve bailed out a Swiss bank to the tune of $10 billion. I think that is certainly something that everyone should know. Don't you think the American public should know that when the FDIC, which is there to protect us supposedly, and protect us to the tune of $150 billion backing $9 trillion in deposits, but don't you think the American public should know that this committee said, well, you know, we should, there's going to be runs on the bank. The institutions already know it, but the unintended consequences of telling the public, which will create a run on the bank and bail-ins, well, maybe we shouldn't tell the public that. So we are being lied to on so many levels. 
this brings me to a bigger point about, you know, about, about counterparty risk. I think that we live in a world where so many things are based upon counterparty, um, counterparty, the counterparty's ability to perform, um, to make good on their commitments, whatever those commitments may be. That That's the whole, um, uh, the whole deal with derivatives, but, you know, we're being we're being lied to on so many different levels, and whether it be about vaccines or whether it be about what they're teaching our children, whether it be about um, what's going on with the FDIC, whether it be about what's going on in um, uh, in the Ukraine, you know, like for example, I don't know if we talked about this as well. We probably did, but I found it so repugnant in in the. Um, uh, Yahoo Finance article I read a couple of weeks ago talking about Janet Yellen's extreme measures to raise the debt ceiling and for, for the extreme measures, which really didn't get much attention, those the, 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 the phrase we have to go to extreme measures to raise the debt ceiling, that did. But the extreme measures were stealing money from the, the Postal Retirement Fund, the Civil Servants Retirement Fund and the Disabled Veterans Retirement Fund, filling it with IOUs. Yeah, she'll pay it back, supposedly. But the very next story was, oh, and by the way, we just voted to give the Ukraine another $50 billion. So on one hand, we're completely broken and solvent. And on the other hand, uh, we still have enough money to give to the Ukraine. And, and giving, you know, our politicians don't give a crap about the Ukrainian people who are being slaughtered. We just, you know, want to keep this money thing going and whatever it is, the hell that they're doing and giving them 31 new Abrams tanks. And now they want F-16 fighter jets from us. And you know, I, I I keep looking at the decisions that our politicians are making. You have to scratch your head and say, what the hell are we doing? You know, if, if this was a court of law and, you know, and you were looking to, to kill someone and I provided the weaponry, the, the financing and the intelligence on where to find this person, aren't I an accomplice to your murder? Well, absolutely I am. And and I think that we are, are treading on some very dangerous ground here. And Look, I uh, I hate to be again the the purveyor of doom and gloom, but I mean it's like if you don't realize that it's time to protect your ass and and realize that the government isn't there to help you doing it. In fact, they're incentivizing maybe the the demise of the whole system. It's time to wake up. Your listeners get that, but a lot of the people who your listeners consider family and friends think your listeners are crazy, just like a lot of my family and friends think I'm crazy. But in the end, I think um, we will be vindicated and, and that won't be really a joyful thing because it will come at the expense of the people we love around us. So, yeah, I think it's time to wake up. And these are the kinds of things that are happening, like being lied to by the FDIC. Um, but it's the whole crux of the fiat system, uh, this counterparty risk. And that's one thing about gold that people need to understand that gold and silver are assets that are not simultaneously someone else's liability. They carry no counterparty risk. And that to me is really, really important. We'll um, really start to, um, I think we'll really start to focus on counterparty risk. Question for you. Um, yeah, some some back and forth uh, on Comex deliveries, et cetera, in January. What did it look like? Were we continuing to watch that mass suck out? 
did they slow for a while, hit it at the end of the month? Um, what are you seeing in the way of availability right now? How bad's the spread? Um, are they still squeezing? Is the manipulation still on on pricing? Obviously, it is because it hasn't hit um, you know a real value yet. But just trying to get your thoughts on that. Are we so still I don't have all of the numbers, but what I show is that so far in January, six thousand six hundred and ten Comex Gold contracts were um, stopped. That means delivered. Uh, 1,022 contracts in silver, not that many in silver, an awful lot in gold. Mm-hmm. In platinum, there were 2,450 contracts. So a th- uh, in the silver contract, it's 5,000 ounces times 1,022. The gold contracts were a lot. That's 6,610 times 100. So you got over 6,600,000 ounces delivered. Um uh, out of in gold, out of the COMEX, which is a huge deal. Um, and in GLD, just the other day, I noticed after five deposits in a row into GLD, there was a withdrawal from an authorized participant of 27,904 ounces of gold. That was just a day or two ago. So they these authorized participants are the commercial banks that are pulling it out of the ETFs quietly without really the, the declaration that we would see on COMEX. Um, so, you know, when you realize that in 2022, central bank gold demand totaled 1,136 tons of gold, it was the second highest level of demand on record back to 1950, the, the, the most since 1967, the central banks are buying and the people that are draining COMEX and the LBMA, the London Metals uh, Association, in order to do that, you not only have to have a ton of bucks, but you got to be really sophisticated. It's not an easy thing to do. So you're getting people closest to the information who are draining the system. And they're doing so very quietly using price as a tool to do that. The supply in the physical market is as good as it's been um, in three years. And and I say that um, specifically because I, I think... I think people just wanted to unplug. We've talked about this. I think people wanted to really let go this holiday season, this last one, after three years of being constrained and not being able to enjoy travel or or holidays the way we wanted to. Can't even give your grandma a kiss because of fear you're going to kill her, right? So those things have gone by the wayside now, and people just got out, and they unplugged. And then you had the 2023 allocations coming in, at the same time. So premiums have come down, availability has gotten better, but I will tell you that January has been a very busy month. People have reevaluated their plans for the year. They're reassessing, they're back in the saddle. And all of a sudden we're starting to see great demand like we've been accustomed to the last few years, which tells me premiums will start to turn up. Uh, I expect that to happen very, very soon. Uh, One other thing I wanted to mention that's very interesting. a lot of the things I talk about in this narrative that I've I've brought forth that started really in 2017, I call it a linear progression of events. Along the way, I talk about in 2020, the International Monetary Fund, which is, I don't know, 150, 175, 200. I don't remember what the number is, but between 150 and 200 countries from around the world that comprise the International Monetary Fund. That It was founded at Bretton Woods in New Hampshire after World War II. The Bretton Woods Agreement is where the Allies met in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, and anointed the dollar, the world reserve currency after World War II. Well, the IMF was founded at that meeting. 
So the International Monetary Fund in 2020 came out and said, we want a new Bretton Woods. We want a new system. So they were saying, we want a new dollar-based program, a new system. Well, it's interesting. They just came out with a report five days ago. And the, the report is titled, Gold as International Reserves, a Barbarous Relic No More. So here you have this growing chorus. So you got the IMF saying, hey, it's not a barbarous relic anymore. You got Bank of America saying it's ESG compliant, this new woke standard for environmental and social issues. Gold is ESG compliant. It's not bad to the economy and the, eco- or the ecology and the environment to mine it. So they're, they're basically saying, you yeah, know, it's okay. Gold's okay. Carbon, you know, the, the uh, fossil fuel's bad. But gold, it's okay. So the IMF says it's not a barbarous relic. Bank of America says it's ESG compliant. The banks are buying more gold than at any time in the last 55 years, the second most on record going back to 1950. Do you think any of this is a coincidence, for God's sakes? I don't. And so the biggest money in the world, whether it be draining COMEX or the LBMA, whether the central banks are buying more than in any time in the last 55 years, whether it be Bank of America saying it's okay, it's good, it's not bad for the environment, and now the IMF saying it's not a barbarous relic anymore. Do you think the insiders are stuffing their pockets before the rest of the world realizes it? And just like, just like, um, what's his name? Um, I can't believe I can't. Um, the guy that said, how did you go broke? Uh, Little by little, then all at once. What's his name? Uh, I guess it really doesn't matter at the moment. Someone will tell me what it was. Um, but that's what's happening. Little by little by little, they're saying gold's okay. Shh, it's okay. And then bang, they're going to say gold's great. We've been buying it for the last few years. That's what the biggest money in the world is doing. That's what's happening. Little by little by little, you're getting pieces. Then bang, all at once, it's going. They're going to flip the switch after they've already stuffed their pockets with the physical. And they'll let it run. Um, and so anyways, I, I think these are incredibly, incredibly interesting times. Why do a lot of suppliers require such a large minimum? I'm like, oh, we don't. But I don't know. I don't agree with that $5,000 deal. Um, I don't know what the answer is to that. We don't have a minimum, but uh, maybe they feel it's not worth their time to do small orders. Because look, if someone were to buy $1,000 worth of silver, you're talking 30 ounces, maybe 35 ounces. At, at the very most, we would make would be 35 bucks. On large orders, we don't even make a dollar an ounce. So you make a little bit of money for however much time it takes to do it. I don't know why they do it, but it's it's penny wise and pound foolish. Um, Twain or Fitzgerald, both of those get credited with the quote about how did you go broke little by little, then bang. It's not even, um, that's not who I was talking about. It was... Um, uh gosh, I can't believe. No, it. wait. Somebody just said KCS, the hidden jewel within. Good question. It's Hemingway. It's Hemingway. It's Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway. Cindy is right. It's Ernest Hemingway. Cindy Cindy Spoo is right. It's Hemingway. They said how they asked him how did he go broke little by little than all at once. Uh, what's my best deal on ten ounces of silver? Probably a ten ounce bar. Oh, there it is, right there. <laughs> I forgot about that. You know, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. those, should, those should be ready real soon. As long as you've given them the, uh, as long as you've given us the vector file, we should be ready to go. I'll check on that, uh, right away. And hopefully by next time I come back on, we'll be able to, um, 
have uh, have a picture of that for you, a real one. Yeah, exactly. That'll be that'll be lovely. Um, I'd like to have a whiskey with you. For those of you out there that like whiskey, my favorite whiskey in the world is TX, as in Texas. TX whiskey. It's incredible, and it's not overly expensive at all. It's made in Texas, and it's phenomenal. Uh, if you go to Total Wine, they do have TX whiskey. Check it out. I think you'll love it. <laughs> Somebody, so if we buy 10 ounces, do we get 10 ounces free? You got a BOGO going? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to be able to afford to do that? Yeah, that would oh. be nice. That would be be unreal. I love that, Noreen. Everybody's been holding off for that one. All right. So you had to sit down with, um, and I don't even know if this is public or not, and I may be getting in trouble for even having this conversation. I don't know, but we'll throw it out there. You had a sit down recently with Dr. I mean, excuse me, with Robert Kiyosaki, one of my heroes. I mean, I've listened to, I bought probably 50 copies of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and given to friends, um, uh, folks that I've tried to mentor, et cetera, over the years. But I am some kind of curious as to how that went. Well, maybe I can even get you on his show. I had lunch with him a couple of days ago. I've been on his show twice uh, and we were in Vancouver and I had the good fortune of having lunch with him. He asked me to lunch and sat and talked with him for a few hours. He's a a fascinating guy um, and and a very down-to-earth guy. Uh, it went well, and he said, let's have you back on the show, and maybe I can tell him I need to bring my buddy Mark on the show as well. <laughs> um, I did an interview with him uh, a few months ago. It got close to a million views, and I got over 7,000 wow. emails in a week. And uh, in a week. And um, so he's he's very, very well-connected and very well-thought-of. And a super, super good guy. And it's, it's just interesting to hear his perspective on how he got to where he did. He talked about his rich dad and his poor dad. And it's just, it's really very interesting when you, um, when you get to sit down next to someone who, like you, I have, that was the first book I ever read on finance and someone that has meant a great deal to me on many levels, teaching me things that, that stuck with me from the very beginning of reading his book and and now having lunch with him. And he actually said to me, and I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this. He said, I came to this meeting to learn from my teacher. And he looked at me and I'm like, so he picked up on my, um, my thesis about what's going on with the bricks. And, and that's when he reached out to me. I was at home. Actually, my dad keeps calling me and calling me and I'm in the middle of a podcast and, I throw the phone to my wife. I'm like, would you answer this, please? And um, she's like, you won't believe this. Robert Kiyosaki is mentioning your name. He's mentioning, he said your name like 10 times. And I listened to the video and he had heard me talking on Jay Martin's show about the Belt Road Initiative, about the BRICS Nations and and really found it eye-opening. And we've made a friendship ever since. And uh, so I will, as my promise to you, I'll try to get you on the show with me and the three of us can have a conversation about life. And I'm sure he'd be into that. I'll see if I can get that set up right away. No, that would be a, that would be a super neat. That would be a, you know, one of those highlights of one's life. Uh, I will get it has. done. In that case, I will get it done. A couple of other things that follow, you know, the narrative we've talked about the Egyptian parliament just approved the agreement to join BRICS. We've talked a lot about that. <clears throat> but one thing you and I haven't talked about was the Shanghai Corporation Organization. Mm. 
Mm. And this is something that I think we should actually bring to the forefront. The Shanghai Corporation Organization is the largest regional political, economic, and, and um, uh, safety and military organization in the world. They comprise roughly 60% of the Eurasian landmass, roughly 60% of global um, population, and roughly 40% of global GDP. They are, from very good sources, about this close to issuing a, a gold-backed Eurasian settlement currency. Um, so whether we're talking about the BRICS, who ultimately will peg a new currency to gold, uh, or the Shanghai Corporation Organization, which is going to peg a settlement currency to gold, or the Petro Yuan bond, which is immediately convertible into gold after a country sell um, the uh, their oil to China for this bond denominated yuan that is immediately convertible into gold on the Shanghai Gold Exchange, or whether it be the IMF saying gold isn't a barbarous relic, or whether it be Bank of America saying it's ESG compliant, or whether it be the most powerful people in the world draining the exchanges of gold, do you not see this progression? And it's happening. And this is what the biggest money in the world is doing. And this is the little by little, then bang all at once. So when I tell people to order precious metals, it is, and to consider buying them, it is not um, because I sell them. Sure. I mean, I'm happy to, that our business is doing well. It is because the rest of the world, the most influential, well-funded and well-informed people on the planet are indeed doing this. And um, it's a big deal when you see the Shanghai Corporation Organization and all of these countries are building their own central bank digital currencies like Turkey who just issued theirs, and they were also the largest importer of gold in the world. And they, oh, by the way, did just also join the BRICS nations. So, yeah, they bought more gold than anyone in the world last year. They did just join the BRICS nations. They did just issue their CBDC. And what did China and the United Arab Emirates do? They built what's called the M-Bridge. The M-Bridge allows you to trade back and forth central bank digital currencies cross-border without using the SWIFT system. These are all bridges to a new system. And even if they all have their, old, their own CBDC, they can then trade using the M-Bridge into the BRICS currency, which if they want for settlement or to the Shanghai Corporation Organization, gold-backed currency for settlement and, and all of it sidestepping SWIFT. These are all pieces that are being put into place, agreements, pathways, um, that are all not only sidestepping the SWIFT, but all have one commonality, and that is a pegging to, to gold, to, to um, give credibility to a system that has lost all credibility, the fiat system, where government can just print as much as they want. And at some point, people will stop drinking that Kool-Aid and say, you know what, forget it. This is what I think is happening. And one other thing I'd like to, I know I get on these rolls and you talk so damn much, Mark, because you have all these shows. So it's probably nice for you just to sit back for a minute. I was, I did an interview with Kitco at the show I was at um, the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. And I was asked by Kitco to do an interview and, and it might be the most challenging interview I've ever done. The gal who did it, Michelle McCory, brilliant lady. Um, and she asked me questions that no one ever has. And before we started the, the conversation, she said, I, I agree with everything you say, but I'm going to push back a little bit. But I want you to know I agree with you. But I think it's fair that I push back. Okay, cool. And she challenged me on a lot. It was tough. But she said to me, what could derail your thesis? 
could it be Russia losing the war? And I said, I don't think so. I said, because Russia, you know, after the sanctions, we still see over 80% of the world trading with Russia. They don't look at the sanctions the way we do. Uh, we impose sanctions on them. The rest of the world thinks, okay, well, we'll still trade with them because maybe the Western perspective isn't what it is for the rest of the world. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, how else can you explain that 80% of the world is still trading with Russia? So anyways, the bottom line is, is that I said, no, I don't think that will be. But I thought about it. Then I thought about this report that the IMF just released that day. It was just released like four or five days ago. And I said, you know how this could all maybe change for the U.S. for the better? Maybe we see now before I before I ever talked about the BRICS currency, Everyone in my industry always talked about the International Monetary Fund issuing what's called a special drawing rights. And that was going to replace the dollar. SDR. And imagine, yeah, the SDR, which would be a, a all of the countries involved contribute to a currency. And it's backed by all of these countries. But what if now that they're saying it's not a barbarous relic anymore, we see a special drawing rights administered by the U.S. or the IMF backed by gold? Um Maybe, just maybe that could reverse the tide or stem the tide of this outflow out of the West into the, the BRICS nations. And it's the only thing that came to my mind. Maybe we beat them to the punch. Maybe we issue a central bank digital currency and peg it to gold and open up the vault at Fort Knox and show that we still have 8,300 metric tons there that hasn't been audited since 56 and beat them to the punch. But short of that, I don't see a way that we have any chance and a snowball's chance in hell, really, of retaining the world reserve status in a world that's growing very tired of watching uh, the dollars lose value, the treasuries lose value, and a, and a Fed that is not really serious about getting tough on inflation, because if they were, they would have raised the minimum requirements in the banks to 10, 15, 20, 30 percent instead of zero, and they would raise the federal funds rate well above even the line CPI seven, eight, nine, 10%, so that you have incentive to buy treasuries and you strengthen the dollar um, legitimately. So I don't know. I think this is as unusual of a time as I've ever been involved in in 33 years in this industry. And as the Chinese curse goes, may you live in interesting times. These are anything but dull and complacent. I think they're only going to get crazier. Uh, no, and, and you, you bring up a great point. One, historically, um, you always, economics, I mean, like 101, you going back even in the Keynesian times, um, when you had inflation, you would have to keep the interest rate at at least the rate of inflation. Of course, now we greatly adjust the rate of inflation and lie about real return. That's right. Exactly. So uh, get, getting a hold on it is, I mean, it would require a realistically 15% or so. Because that's what the true rate of his inflation. Yeah, is. that's exactly what it is. Uh, John Williams of Shadow Stats calls inflation right now fifteen percent. So yeah, you'd have to go above that even to make it work. Sixteen, seventeen percent. If you want to make it work quickly, you could uh, meet that real inflation rate for a time period, and it would probably come under control. But if you wanted to like truly beat it, uh, but that's also to me is one of the greatest flaws in our thinking. They try to convince you that inflation is necessary. Well, sound money inflation doesn't exist. The only thing that would change price would be supply and demand. You're not just 
that they build in inflation period as a tax on your savings. Yeah, of course. The lower the if you had a negative rate of inflation, the lower the rate of inflation, the higher the standard of living. The fact that we're being told that two percent inflation is normal, well, using the rule of seventy seconds, that that tells you that in thirty six years the value of your dollar is cut in half at two percent inflation. At at seven percent inflation in ten point two years, it's cut in half. I was just when I was in Vancouver, I would had the good fortune of, of, of being brought by one a Royal Canadian Mint distributor who I've become very close with, brought me skiing at Whistler up in, uh, up in north of Vancouver, up in the mountains. And uh, having breakfast for two people, two eggs, Benedicts, and a half a pot of coffee was $156. You tell, that's Canadian, but you tell me there's no inflation. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. This, this probably cost them $6 at best to make it, and it was 150 bucks. So inflation is real, even though we're being told it's getting under control. It, 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 it's just hiding. And I think when you look at the market, who's already showing that they believe we're going to pivot. Now, a quarter basis point a rate hike, is that a sign of a pivot? Don't know. But the bond market believes we will, which is another way of saying that they'll go back to reaccommodating to quantitative easing and printing more money. Because if they really get tough on inflation, they'll blow things up. And they know that. If they were to raise rates to 15 or 16%, the economy would be destroyed. A 30-year mortgage would be 20, 21, 22%. You know, good luck on that. Uh, when it was at 3%, now at 20%, you're seven times the cost of money. The real estate market implodes. The bond market, all of these bonds were sold at zero, one, two percent interest over the last decade plus explosion, implosion, the biggest market in the world. And that drags down the stock market. That is your great reset. And that was the whole thesis that I came up with. That if the dollar is dumped globally in favor of something else, you see rates spike to the moon. And if that happens, it resets because stocks, bonds and real estate are inversely correlated to that environment. That's why they can't do it. Because the easy money and the manipulation of interest rates for the last decade has created these massive distortions, these, these anomalies, if you will, the misallocations of resource and capital that distorted asset prices where corporations can borrow money and next to nothing and, and, and go into the open market and buy their shares to levy the stock price, which shows the illusion of a strength of a company, even if they didn't do anything. It's like when the airlines were bailed out. Most of that money they took, they put back into buying their share prices. They didn't refurbish their airplanes. They didn't build infrastructure. It's the difference between Keynesian and Austrian economics. Keynesian economics is spending, taxation, um, and consumption, whereas Austrian economics is investment, savings, and reinvestment. And yeah, if they were, yeah, if these yeah, companies were smart, they'd reinvest into their company instead of buying back their shares. Keynesian requires a very static model, one in which the market doesn't breathe. It doesn't adjust. It just is. You can, you know, that's kind of like an accountant's take on it, not a business builder or owner's take on an economy. That's like the uh, the pencil pusher bean guy thinking that, hey, if I can get chicken for a dollar a pound instead of this three dollar chicken, then the books look better. The problem is the dollar a pound chicken tastes like crap and you lose customers. The Keynesian model doesn't take any of that into uh, account. It's just very static and not dynamic. Right. Arthur Laffer is the one that just, I mean, he, he, as far as I'm concerned, he put the, uh, the stake through the heart of Keynesian economics and it needed to be.
but now before I forget, because I think what you were just describing with that money coming home to roost is what we're watching here. And everybody wants your take on this today. So before I could let you go, I had to get your take. Yeah, what's that? Uh, U.S. debt clock. If you look over to the right, dollar to gold ratio now, dollar to ounce. This is all reflected because they are squeezing the M2 money supply right now, desperately behind the scenes, trying to uh, trying to put a huge finger in the dam right now. I have no idea what to make of that. Dollar to oil, dollar to gold, dollar to silver at zero dollars per ounce. I have I have no idea what to make of that. I don't know what they're trying to say there. It should be a, it should be the opposite of that. It should be you know a couple thousand per ounce. Maybe the people controlling that just don't want to shed a light on it. I don't know. What's your take on it? I mean, I really if I, I don't want to try to uh, you know wiggle my way through this. I don't know. Oh no no what, that's okay no 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 that's actually. Take? That's one that I meant to bring to your attention earlier. Um, I think, you know, if you're up for it, we'll do a bit of a deep dive and share with them uh, at a later. I think it's because of the squeeze they're doing and they're sucking money out of the M2 supply right now um, at a massive. It's like the reverse repo, reverse repo going on right now. Um, I mean, we're what there are so many Hail Marys going on right now, and they are just desperate for nobody to pull back the curtain. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I would like to, I'll do a little research on that and see if I can figure that out. And, and uh, it, that is, that is certainly frightening if you look at it that way. And it goes, you know, hand in glove with what the systemic resolution committee of the FDIC was talking about, fearing the bank runs, fearing the bail-ins and, and saying the certainty of it, but not alerting the public because the public would, by telling the public that these things are going to happen, that you'll see a run on the banks. But yeah, we are definitely seeing M2 fall off a cliff. And, you know, a good portion of that could be because people are pulling their money out of the banks too. Uh, and this is what they're trying to stop because M2 does include uh, money on deposit. So um, I think that has something to do with it. And uh, the people I talk to every day, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, I don't trust the banks, I want my money out, um, I could buy a couple of gold coins. So yeah, I'd like to do a deep dive in that with you, and uh, I'll do a little research, and when I come back next time, we can talk about it. Yeah, we may have to bring you back early for that one, even if it's a 15-minute uh, uh, flyby. Dr. Tia uh, Pruitt, I see a lot of people talk. I do I do work with Dr. Pruitt, and I'm on her show. She's a, I don't know if you know her, but she's an amazing lady. She's got one of the most uh, wonderful dispositions of anyone I've ever talked to, just even her emails always say joyous rising. She's just such a nice, <laughs> nice person. I love people like that. In today's world where it's all dog eat dog world and the government shoved a milk bone up my butt. Um, I just, I love it to find, you know, real people um, that, that, that look, uh, look on the positive side instead of the negative. It's just awesome. All right, Andy, it is time for us to start wrapping up for, uh, for me and the regular work day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. thank you enough. I, I was just going to say the same thing. I, these, I look so forward to being on your show. Of all the shows I do every week, I think I look most forward to this because you get it in a way that most people that I know don't. And uh, so I look forward to being here every week. I look forward to seeing you again real soon. 
Uh, in the meantime, I uh, hope everyone out there stays well. If anyone has any questions, send us an email at info at Miles Franklin. I keep telling you the new site is close. It is getting close. In fact, the site is done. We're just integrating now the Avalara tax software and the nice. um, and the um, credit card processing. It's close. We're getting there. But uh, yeah. I appreciate you too, Mark, and I hope you and yours stay well, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. I appreciate that, Andy. And once again, guys, if you're looking or interested in, put in info, uh, email info at milesfranklin.com in the subject line. Just put uh, original Mark Z, MZ, or just tell the person once you get them so that they give you that same level of just, they roll out a red carpet. Glad you mentioned that. That's the most important part. So uh, I appreciate you too, brother. You stay well. Everyone out there, stay well and uh, look forward to picking up where we left off. Sounds great. Guys, see you this evening at 7. Bye-bye.